Shalom and welcome to Israel Policy Pod. I'm Evan Gottesman, Associate Director of Policy and Communications at Israel Policy Forum. And I'm Eli Koaz, Communications Director. Evan, how was your vacation? Uh, it was a good vacation. Uh, I was uh, on vacation in uh, California, saw the site. Beautiful. Well, it's now I'm good. back. It's good to have yeah. you back. You missed a lot of news, uh, a lot of developments. You know there are there are elections. There are elections in Israel. Netanyahu is widely expected to win. Um, a whole bunch of things happen. The Zionist Union is no more. Um, Naftali Bennett and Ayala Chaked actually left the Jewish home. Um, it's been an eventful few weeks, but I'm happy Wait, to is, have you this back. Is, this is crazy. When did this all happen? I was completely unaware. So, so, so it all happened over the past week, and that's one week. Uh, of an Israeli election cycle that's just getting started. Right. So in all seriousness, I was following the news. And as Eli mentioned, it's only been one week into the um, now closer to two weeks, but uh, into the election cycle. And, you know, you've already had enough political upheavals to fill an entire, you know, three or four month campaign. Um, you know, they have the what, 90 day campaign period officially. Yes, they do. So I think well, let's let's uh, let's start with uh, the right and go left. Uh, right, and and, that, and as we as we go over these, I think uh, across the political spectrum, some of the most dramatic shifts have been these breakups of uh, different parties. There have been the breakups, which we'll start with, and then uh, at the end we'll talk about a bunch of new new parties that have joined the political scene, many of whom are are fighting to get above that. 3.25% electoral threshold. Um, okay, so you said, all right, so you uh, wanted to start on the right. So we have uh, Bayit Yehudi, uh, which uh, the leadership of the party, um, Naftali Bennett, along with uh, Justice Minister uh, Ayelet Shaked, uh, left behind the you know, more religious uh, side of the party that's you know, controlled by rabbis and more beholden to the settlers to form their own new right-wing party, appropriately named the New Right, or uh, Hayamin HaChadash. Yeah, so uh, Habayta Yehudi, or the Jewish, the Jewish Home Party, their base is from the party Mafdal, which is the, in Hebrew, it's Miflaga Yisraelit Zionit Datit. It's the party of uh, religious Zionism. So for a long time, it, it was controlled by older rabbis, mostly men, and uh, Naftali Bennett saw it as kind of an avenue to, uh, to politics. And so he really took the party when it was at, a, uh, uh, at its low point, and he took them to uh, one of their highest achievements ever. And this was, I think, Bennett kind of, Bennett realized that he had maximized uh, or kind of reached, uh, reached the ceiling um, in the context of the party. Now, the, obviously, uh, uh, we've heard about uh, other members of his party, like Betzalel Smotrich, who has very extreme views, very outlandish statements. Um, so this is kind of a way to position themselves still on the right, but to appeal to a wider base, let's say. Right. And this also you know, gives uh, Bennett a little more independence because... Um, Jewish Home was a merger of three different parties. Like you mentioned, Mafdal, there was also uh, Takuma, and the third one is escaping me right now. 
Yeah, and both those parties were part of Ichud Lumi, which was an alliance of uh, mostly religious but also some secular far-right Zionist parties. Uh, but yeah, let's stick with uh, this year's developments because, you know, the history of uh, parties in Israel, <laughs> we could be talking for for hours on end. So basically, so basically, this you know this this is giving Bennett and uh, you know by proxy Shaked also a party and a political vehicle that is wholly their own. Yes. Uh, so let's just talk about the move. So what? So this was, I believe, it was uh, a Saturday evening uh, when uh, Bennett and uh, Shaked announced a, uh, a press conference in Tel Aviv, and they announced this new party. It's going to be a religious, secular, right-wing party called called the New Right. So it really leaves a lot of questions open. Uh, a big question for the Jewish Home Party uh, that they left is whether the Jewish Home Party, currently without a, a leader, uh, will be able to pass that threshold that we mentioned. And the other question is, how, to what extent will Bennett and Shaked be able to challenge Netanyahu. I don't think anybody thinks they'll be able to to challenge him as the biggest party. But how many votes can they take from the Likud? Right, but they're they're, they're setting themselves they're setting themselves up to, you know, be in the the driver's seat in the next next election, not in 2019, but you know whatever comes after that. And you even had Ayelet Shaked say Netanyahu's next term will be his last. So, you know, they're conceding that he's going to be prime minister again. Uh, but, you know, I think they're, they're setting themselves up for a time when Netanyahu is either retired or in prison. Yeah, and there was also uh, a story that Shaked wanted to even join the Likud, but she couldn't because of Netanyahu and her, her, her past uh, uh, relationship uh, with him. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see also in this election how, how they do. And so right now they're trying to, uh, ob- obviously, to put together a party. And there was uh, a notable addition this week, uh, especially to uh, American Jewish audiences. Uh, she's less known uh, in Israel. Uh, Carolyn uh, Glick uh, joined. Oh, she's scared. Joined uh, the New Right, uh, Jerusalem Post uh, columnist, and I also believe uh, Breitbart columnist as well. She's a, she's a Breitbart columnist. She also has a uh, far-right um, comedy, and of course you can't see me, but I'm saying comedy in air quotes, a uh, channel called Latma TV, which is uh, really crude and not funny. Um, I, I think she's really scary. So, uh, I mean, she's obviously an uh, interesting uh, addition. Um, her book... Uh, uh, she has a book, the, uh, the Israeli Solution, where she the Israeli Solution, which calls for annexation of the entire West Bank, uh, which is interesting because that's de- different than Bennett's plan, which is to annex uh, only Area C, um, which uh, which will probably lead to annexing the entire West Bank. But it's interesting how there's that different uh, view there. But it'll be interesting uh, to in general to see how how. Uh, how this party evolves and how they do in uh, in this election, right? Although, although their annexation schemes are different, what they share in common is that they both don't buy the official figures as to how many Palestinians live in the West Bank. Um, you know how many people are living in areas A and B and C. Um, the central part of her program and and of Bennett's is 
contesting the number of people living in the West Bank, um, Palestinian people specifically. And um, I, I think that adding someone like her, and if you read, um, although I'm not in the business of recommending her columns, if you read her her column that she wrote on why she decided to join the New Right Party, she raises annexation and one state objective as basically her first uh, her first political um, plank in joining the party. And she mentions her book. Um, so I, I think that's you know a sign of where they're going. It's 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 already a plank in the new rights uh, platform. So I think that's something that they're going to be riding on yeah, in the election. Definitely. And it's also uh, this is kind of a if we've seen uh, these uh, populist uh, right-wing trends uh, in Europe uh, and in the United States, this is kind of a... I see this as kind of a similar situation. You have a party that's very nationalistic, that's very... Uh, uh, that, that that's driven by uh, uh, fear of uh, Arabs in many ways. Um, so it will be interesting to see how this how this works in Israel. Um, so far in the polls, they've been uh, anywhere from 6 to 14 seats, and and the Jewish home, Habayta Yehudi, which, which Bennett and Shaked left, have been, uh, they've been just hovering around uh, the threshold. In some polls, they've been above, and in some polls, uh, they've been below, but they'll have a tough time. Uh, they may look to unite with another far right wing party in order to get into the. There's a there's another split that happened before the election um, earlier last year, which was in and also while we're still on the right, which was in Yisrael Beitenu, uh, Avigdor Lieberman's party, uh, Orly Levy Avakasis uh, left the party. Um, she was an MK elected on the uh, Yisrael Beitenu list, and she left and uh, recently. Uh, officially announced the formation of her uh, Gesher party, which I believe is the name of the party that her her father ran under also. Um, But that's now a new list that's going to be running. And Gesher is currently predicted, you know, you can't use the polls as definitive judgment, especially this early in the cycle. But, you know, it's still worth noting that they're currently predicted to win about equal to uh, Yisrael Beitenu, the party she left, or even more uh, than, than Beitenu. So... Uh, yeah, that's exa- yeah, that's right. She she she. So Orly Levy, obviously, as you said, the daughter of uh, David Levy, who was a uh, minister of foreign affairs and a very uh, well-established, prominent Likud uh, uh, MK. Um, she's a very popular uh, Knesset member, um, and she. It's going to be interesting to see her party has. I mean, she just announced it two weeks ago. Um, she doesn't have uh, her list yet. We don't know who's going to join the party. We do know that the party has a very strong social uh, agenda. And uh, that was the the reason she actually left Israel Beitenu was, was mostly due to the lack of uh, attention the party placed uh, on, uh, on social issues. Um, so it'll be very interesting. She's very popular. Um, but she has a lot of a lot of work to do. She has to develop some sort of. Uh, she has to kind of expand, uh, create, uh, develop a party platform, 
uh, expand her base and it's becoming a more and more with Tsipi Livni, which we'll get to later, it's becoming a more and more crowded kind of center. You have Kulanu, uh, you have uh, obviously uh, part, uh, Yeshatid, which is pulling higher. You have a lot of parties that are kind of uh, in that space. Bogi Yalon's new party. And a lot of, and um, a lot so of we, these parties, it's worth mentioning, both the new ones and the existing ones. I mean, we talked about the uh, rump party uh, uh, Bayit Yehudi and uh, Yisrael Beitenu and Gesher and a lot of these parties are hovering right at the electoral threshold. So, you know, for our listeners in the United States who who aren't familiar with the way the electoral threshold works, basically you need to get that percentage of the of the vote to even make it into the Knesset. So even if people vote for your party, but if only two percent of voters vote for your party, you're not going to make it and you're not going to get any seats in the Knesset. So, you know, you may have... And, and also, it's important to note that that when that happens, uh, those votes get equally... I mean, it just... In, they increase uh, the, the percentage of the bigger parties. Um, so it's helpful right. for if the Likud has the most... Uh, a party not making the threshold uh, would help uh, Netanyahu. Uh, right. So it, it's very... It's very interesting uh, to see. Uh, to see. Right. So, so, and if you look at polls now, and of course, like we, like I said earlier, you know, being a little cautious this early in, in the campaign because different parties could unite, run on a joint list uh, together, or, or you, know, you could see mergers. And we don't know who's on some of the newer parties' lists, uh, but you have a lot of parties hovering right at that four or five seat mark. Uh, you have a lot of parties. Sorry, David just walked right past, speaking very loudly. You have a lot of parties hovering right at that four or five seat mark, right around the electoral threshold. And so, you know, it's interesting to see uh, whether you're going to have a lot of small factions, if they're going to merge or if their votes are going to be, like you mentioned, Eli, cannibalized by Likud and other larger parties. Um, but yeah, Orly Levy, you know, putting in a new center, center right party, um, Coming out of Israel Beitenu, I think Israel Beitenu is uh, done in the long term, possibly in this election, but certainly. Yeah. So these are, I mean, in the next month, we're going to see a lot of. Uh, there's going to be a lot of effort put out by all these politicians that are hovering around the, the threshold to to join up uh, and to uh, merge in order to both. Uh, to create some sort of formidable uh, opponent uh, to Netanyahu, and uh, on the other end, just to try to get to to ensure their survival for the smaller smaller parties. And and you've had parties before. I mean, the the best example being the joint list. So yeah, I think that's exactly right. Um, you could see a joint list of these parties, and they don't even have to be parties that necessarily are natural allies as long as they don't totally clash with each other, um, joining together in order to make it into the Knesset. Um, the best example of this being the joint list, the, the Arab list. So um, in 2015, Avigdor Lieberman pushed, in 2015, Lieberman pushed for the electoral threshold to be raised to 3.25%, um, implicitly to keep these tiny Arab parties from making it into the Knesset, but then they just banded together. Um, but the joint list is a is a, a a merger of of ideologies that don't lock together. You have an Arab nationalist party, a communist party, an Islamist party. 
Think about a, a merger uh, of all the Zionist parties from Meretz to Likud, and 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 how that would look. <laughs> that <laughs> right, right. And, and I mean, I just think of an of of this list of of Islamists, Arab nationalists, and communists. I mean, these are ideologies that have clashed in civil wars in the other Arab countries, but in Israel are running together on one list just so they can pass that threshold. Yeah, for those who are, people are paying attention to to the Arab list, uh, there's been a, a lot of changes there, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, you have uh, uh, some uh, two of the most well-known Arab MKs for their outlandish remarks against uh, Israel and IDF soldiers, uh, Hanin Zuabi and Jamal Zakhalka. Uh, they will not be running uh, in 2019. Uh, Dov Hanin, uh, a Hadash MK, the only Jewish MK uh, in the joint list, part of the Hadash party, he won't be running. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, uh, they I do. I think the, the uh, joint list is a good opportunity to transition to the left because they, they definitely, at least Hadash, uh, uh, as the Communist Party, represents the furthest left element of the uh, Israeli political spectrum. And, uh, you know, we talked about these breakups on the right, but we saw a prominent one on the left, a televised divorce. The center the left, center the center left, left. Sorry. very important. Center left. And, uh, yeah, we, and we saw a, a televised divorce this past uh, week in the Zionist Union. That's the merger of uh, the Labor Party and uh, Hatnua, the uh, party of Tzipi Livni. It was painful to watch. Um from multiple perspectives um uh you you had to feel for for those of for those of you that haven't seen the video yet um this was at a at the weekly meeting of the the zionist union um Yoni, um where chair avi Gabai usually gives his uh his remarks and uh leader of the zionist union and Tsipi livni was sitting Next to him, and Avi Gabai just said, Tzipilivni, uh, sometimes leaders have to make big, bold choices, and I wish you the best of luck in these elections, but the Zionist Union is no more. Um, and this was out of the blue. Tzipilivni had no indication that this was about to happen, and Livni just got up and said, I'm going to respond uh Later, and she did uh, a few hours later. But it was, it was obvious that the Zionist Union were struggling in the polls. Um, but I think there's a pretty wide uh, consensus that Avi Gabai could have done this move in a lot more of a uh, respectful, right? And way. it also, um, in a way that maybe was more politically sound. So another key thing that that we should see in the next few weeks, I think it's going to happen in the next in the next week is that former chief of staff Benny Gantz will finally speak because he, he has registered a party Chosen Israel, resilience uh, to Israel he is running in this election but we haven't even heard a peep yeah. from him I mean we so recently there there was a video uh, brought up from last year where he talks about the importance of having a diplomatic solution with the Palestinians and he mentions uh, not evacuating uh, certain major settlements. Uh, but that's really the extent of, of what we've heard. And, and 
he's been very guarded. Um, in fact, I think the the editorial in Haaretz today is, uh, you know, kind of calling on him to uh, open up because he's been broadly speculated to be somewhere on the center left to center right. But really, any views people have ascribed to him are their own projections. It's not really based on on anything beyond very vague uh, statements and speculation and, and, you know, the general view of the military establishments, you know, them being seen as more centrist. Um, Because and even when he talks about a diplomatic solution with the Palestinians, um, you know, outside of, of, of Meretz and Sipi Livni, people aren't necessarily explicitly talking about two state solution in a campaign season. But he doesn't even, you know, say separation or, or, or something that would lend itself specifically um, to our understanding of territorial compromise. Yeah, it, yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really all just speculation. I mean, this was an interview conducted uh, a year ago um, that aired uh, that aired uh, a couple days ago, and it's uh, we don't know. Uh, we'll know more. Um, this week, there's an idea that uh, I mean, Gantz has been he's kind of decreased a bit in the polls because uh, had to do a bit with the uh, the breakup of the Zionist Union and Tzipi Livni getting some of his his votes and uh, and other parties, but he has been polling very well, um, especially when it comes to who is most suited to be prime minister. Um, this is. Uh, a stat where Netanyahu has been has polled almost twenty points ahead of the the next uh, strongest uh, candidate, either Yair Lapid or or Avi Gabai was there for for a hot second. Um, but Benny Gantz is is only I think Netanyahu at thirty six percent, and you have Benny Gantz at twenty nine percent, twenty eight percent, and this is without even opening his mouth. So he really has this. Potential, and he thinks right. he's just I, being. I think the question is, though, if he thinks that he he's maintaining that that uh, he's maintaining his position by not opening his mouth. Uh, there was a, it was a reported by Haaretz that next Thursday he's expected to give a speech where he lays out his party platform, what his party stands for. We'll have a better idea. Um, I'm sure he's also trying to find that uh, coalition. Uh, in the center, there were rumors before uh, of him joining up with with former uh, chief of staff and defense minister Bo- De- defense minister Bogi Yalon, who created his own party. Uh, those rumors kind of uh, settled down after the uh, the new right, Hayamin Achadash party, was was found. Um, but yeah, there's been talks that he's looking to join up with Orly Levy, so he can have more of a a social element to to his party. Um, a lot of things up in the air, but I mean, we saw what happened in one week of Israeli politics. So just imagine what the next week could have in yeah, store. There, there's definitely um, a lot more around the corner. It, it would be pretty anticlimactic if, if everything were condensed into these first two weeks. And I don't, I don't see any indication that that would be the case. So uh, there's, there's a long road ahead, a lot, um, a lot of implications for the existing parties, um, for so, Evan, after one crazy week of Israeli elections, 
Do we have any idea what next week has Maybe Netanyahu's going to run on a joint list with Meretz. Maybe he already has. Maybe it's, it's already set up. Well, I've heard I've heard that Tamar Zambia yes. is very interested in uh, in, in having uh, Netanyahu as her number two. Um, I don't know how likely it is. Cert- um, certainly anything is possible. But if that happens, if that comes to pass, you'll hear about it on here on Israel Policy Pod. That is true. And uh, what's what's for sure is we'll have a very, very interesting, uh, interesting week and interesting few months ahead. So thank you, everybody, for for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can learn more about Israel Policy Forum on our website, www.israelpolicyforum.org, and on our social media on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for joining us. Breaking up is hard to do. Don't take your love.